catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Coming up this hour, we'll have for you hashtag Taiwan. Leslie Thou is going to be taking a look at a local restaurant that's serving up some sassy replies to negative reviews. Also in status update, John and Shirley will be interacting with you, the listener. But first up today, here in Taiwan. Today is Tuesday, July 21st, and you're listening to Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Leslie Thao. Hello, everybody. Also, Catherine Wei. Hi. And uh, I am, once again, Andrew Ryan. Uh, and in today's show, we are going to be talking about... Well, we're going to be talking about the heat. We have to talk about it. More record-breaking temperatures. Yep. It's hot, folks. Um, but we'll have a suggestion of one place you can go to cool down um although if you're thinking about going to kanding the uh at the beachside resort in taiwan uh you might think twice um leslie's made a little note here microplastics in kanding ah with five h's yes that is what i was thinking when i found out about the story okay so we'll tell you all about that in just a moment um we'll tell you about the nine-year-old who won the presidential education award apparently that's the youngest person ever. Evidently. And also um, the CECC, the Central Epidemic uh, Command uh, Center, Center yes. <laughs> um, is, uh, I guess they called the police over, uh, well, a story. We'll tell you a little bit about what that story was all about. Uh, all that and more in today's Here in Taiwan. Don't go away. Just how hot was it this past week? Um, it was 0.1 degree higher than when we brought you last time. But last time we said Taipei broke a record with 38.9. It was they registered 39 degrees. Okay, so we're we're kind of inching towards 40 degrees Celsius. Uh, just give us an idea. Do you know how much that is in Fahrenheit? Um, I. I, oh, I wait, like I can. Know. Hold on. 40C2F. I've got uh, my friend Google here. Uh, 104 Fahrenheit. You know what's the scariest thing, Andrew? Like my, I have a smartwatch, mm. and the smartwatch automatically converts to Fahrenheit, and they say, it's like, oh, it's 96 degrees right now in Taipei. Feels like 120. <gasps> I saw that. You know, the last time it was 38.9, it said feels like 122, and I was like, what? It's, it blows my mind. Like Incredible. Isn't isn't like don't don't something's cook at one hundred degrees Fahrenheit or or no, am I no. forgetting something wrong? Maybe what, what about egg whites? Do egg whites cook at that? Like they must solidify or something, right? Something's got to happen yeah. to them. Um, but how maybe. hot does it have to be? <laughs> yeah, it is insane to me. Um, but and this is the second highest temperature recorded in Taipei in one hundred and twenty three years. Do you guys want to venture to guess when the highest uh, heat the highest was? The highest ever yeah, in history. Ever. When was it? And then I'll ask you, how hot was it? I don't know. Uh, 1962. Uh, 
last not e- year? Not really close. 20, <laughs> 2013, August 8th, 2013. Oh, 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 you mean the, the oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, the hottest was 39.3 degrees. 39.3. Whoa, we're almost there. Oof, oof. Next week, maybe. Well, the, the only like comforting thing here is like, it's hot, but it's not the hottest it's ever been. Okay. Which means we still have some, we're still operating between the extremes. Well, it doesn't worry me a little bit that both of these two hot temperatures were like within seven years of each other. Yes. Right? Mm. And they've been uh, checking the temperature since when? Since 1892. Oh. So... Wow. I'm sorry, 1897, 1897. So right after the Japanese got here. Pretty much. Uh-huh. Mm, and, or just uh, before. Just before 1897, they arrived in 1899-ish. Uh, yeah. I don't know what makes me nervous, though. I, I, I thought I read like a meteorologist. Oh, no, 1895. You're the right. The treaty was signed it for was, 1895. I'm way off. Uh, this is not my day to be smart. Um, you guys are history majors, I'm just going to shut up and listen to Kat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There was one a higher record. It's in. It said it was in Nanto County, southern Taiwan. Thirty-nine point three degrees is it registered. Mm. But the thing is, officials are just like that weather station is not really reliable <laughs> because the heat radiates off like a concrete surface that then hits the weather oh. the weather station uh-uh. and at an at a suboptimal angle. Right. And it's an inaccurate reading. So I feel like that could be an easy fix. I feel like <laughs> that shouldn't have happened in the first place. But, yeah. but don't you think all of Taipei is kind of like that? Like it, when you're walking around the city after the sun has set, you can still feel the heat radiating from the yeah. pavement, mm. you know? It's a basin. It's still, the heat is still trapped. It's also cloudy. So like everything is stuck in there. Ah, the humidity. Yeah. Mm. Hey, so I looked it up. Um, an egg needs a temperature of 158 Fahrenheit in order to become firm. Um, <laughs> okay, that's like become firm, but like to, to start cooking, solidify. Yeah, I mean, well, and also think about it this way. If you had a piece of metal, like a car yeah. in the sun, like maybe it'd be hotter than air temperature, right? Yeah. It definitely it would, would be, be hotter. Definitely. For sure. You can bake cookies in your car. In your, Really? Yeah, I've seen people do that. Oh, mm. maybe we should give that a try for Feasting's West. You guys mm. want to use my car? It's yeah. it's out there. I'm not sure if that's you being generous or just wanting to drive away with the cookies. <laughs> I do love me some. I do love me a good cookie, Andrew. Oof, me too. I think we're gonna have to workshop this. <laughs> Maybe in the Te- Feast Meets West test car. <laughs> yeah, the Leslie Liao kitchen car experience. Oh, I love it. We could drive around Taipei and sell cookies. Oh, you want to no. drive around in a car without? Air conditioning? Oh, no, no, no. We cook the cookies, and then we would open the windows and air it out and turn on the AC. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So anyway, let's segue into a new story. Uh, Let's say it is really super hot in Taipei, and you wanted to escape for a little period of time. Do either of you have a favorite place that's a little bit cooler, maybe, that is in downtown Taipei? Any anywhere with air conditioning. There's AC. Yeah, I was going to ask if AC. <laughs> anywhere with air conditioning, I'm okay with that. I, I I'm okay with that too. I was thinking maybe outdoors, but I go to somewhere hotter. I go to the beach. Yeah, it's super hot, but you get to jump in the water. See, there you go. You get to cool off in the water. The water is cooler than the air of Taipei. I went to sure. the beach over the weekend. Where'd you go? My entire back is sunburnt. Oh, right oh, now. Did you fall asleep? No. Um. It was, I was under the, the parasol, but my mm. back was facing toward the sun. Mm, so mm. I didn't think about that. Wow. And then Aww. come nighttime, I'm like, I feel kind of crispy. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's why you need to go with good friends that you want rubbing, you know, sunscreen on your yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They helped me aloe vera, but. Oh, well, that's nice. Sunscreen. A little bit too late. Yeah. 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 
How about uh, mountains? Anybody into mountains? Cool, like forest walks in a mountain. Um, This is one of my things. I love going to places like, for example, I was in Alishan Mm -hmm. over the past weekend, which is quite a high altitude. Um, Some parts of it are, you know, definitely over 2,000. Um, It's one of the, uh, I guess, tallest five mountain ranges in Taiwan. So definitely, I think they're even over 3,000 meters. The place I was at was a little bit under 2,000. But you can go for a little walk um, through the forest up there. And it was actually a little bit, dare I say, chilly. I can imagine. It was totally. I was walking around and it was like, it felt like it was maybe 23 or 24 degrees Celsius. And after being like baking in the sun of Taipei, you know, at like 38, um, I I was feeling like maybe I needed a jacket. That's pretty difficult for me to imagine right now. It was a beautiful thing. They have this thing called the um, seasonal tea ceremonies. So they do a a tea ceremony uh, in each of the four seasons. And this was the summer tea ceremony. Uh, We started off at the entrance of the the little forest area that they'd closed off. And um, they pass out fans like made out of, um, they look like palm leaves. Mm -hmm. And each one has a number on it. And then you go to that table and then there's a kind of a master that's kind of doing a little tea ceremony for Mm -hmm. you. Um, and then they had people playing like the, I don't know, erhu and like different flute type instruments. What kind and, like, of magical qin. Narnia places do I you know. go to over the weekend, man? Uh, I was like, That's this very is, zen. it was super zen. It was so like chill and like they had little wooden gates that you walk through, like maybe 10 or 15 of these little gates and they have like fresh flowers and little like glass bottles that are tinkling in the breeze. And it was just very ethereal. It felt very un like summer like it felt mm-hmm. like kind of like springtime i definitely need to hang out with you more often yeah we should is all this go open together. to the public it is mm. um you do have to reserve these little tours in advance i mm. i think that they might fill up pretty quickly but um but they have many different time slots and mm. they do it over a, a period of different days um and i think there's a different experience each time it's done and they hold it in a different part of the mountain as well uh, and then the tea that they serve is different each time as well so for us, we had three different types of tea. Um, we had a nice oolong. We had a black tea that was uh, actually also a oolong, which I thought was kind of, I didn't realize they did that. And then they also had a spring tea, a spring oolong, which was just lovely. Very beautiful tea. Um, nice uh, hui gan. So you mm-hmm. can feel the nice kind of sweetness in your throat after you drink it. Uh, and then they let me actually make, uh, steep the tea myself. Um, which I promptly um, screwed up, but that's okay. <laughs> Don't worry, man. My grandma's tried to teach me for the past 20 years. I still can't get it right. Oh, it's so funny, too. And this this kind, too, is because it's very ceremonial, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to have your two hands on a certain spot. And yeah. then she's like, okay, get the tea. And like she said it in a language that I'd never really understood before. Like, like I don't know. I've, like, for example, when you take the, the, the lid off of it, it says like, xian, uh, xian. Is it classical Chinese? It's, it seems like it's almost classical. It's not mm. like take it off. Uh. It's something more like remove. Oh. Um, but then I picked up the tea kettle with the wrong hand. And she's like, no, use your left hand. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and then I was holding the cap on. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. For this, you hold it with the same hand. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> it's a little bit. Lots of rules. Does it make the tea taste better? Um... So, like, part of me is like, no, that's stupid. But then part of me is like, but clearly when she did it, it tasted much better. And everybody else agreed, too. Oh. <laughs> so I want to write it off as pretentious. But, like, then it's like, well, also the proof is in the pudding. Oh. So, or the tea. The proof is in the tea. <laughs> no. So, so, I yeah, I think the jury's out on that. 
Um, maybe if we had her do it with the wrong hand, we might be able to get closer to whether or not it really has an impact. For science, man. <laughs> all for science. I think we should all go back together to Alisan and do one of these seasonal tea ceremonies and uh, run some tests. What do you think? I'd love to. For science. Let's do it for science. Okay, let's uh, go on to uh, from the forests of Alisan in the mountains to the beaches of Kanding on the southernmost part of Taiwan down in Pingdong. Uh, microplastics ah uh, uh, yeah <laughs> i didn't say it as reserved as you did in my mind at least but um microplastics they are very very tiny pieces of plastic that get caught up in the environment we then we then eat it breathe it in oh and uh. and these things are i think were originally in a lot of like cosmetic items yes. like screen shampoos. creams and shampoos yeah. and they're There's supposed to be exfoliating, maybe? Or? Right. That's what they market them to be. It's mm. also, like, as plastic erodes in the environment, mm. it, like, kind of breaks down or, like, mm-hmm. erodes off of, like, bigger pieces of plastic. Oof. And what I read here is kind of alarming because apparently Kunting has a lot of microplastic. They say... Okay, so you're not saying necessarily microbeads. You're saying actually, like, the eroded particles yeah. of... Because pla- I think they made microbeads illegal in most places. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All but right. it still, still happens. Here. They still are. Oh. Mm. Mm. So, Some lady tried to sell me shampoo last week. Was oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. So, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> That's important. In every kilogram of sand, the National Museum of Marine Biology and, Aquarment, uh, and Aquarium found that there was an average 200 microplastic particles. Now, this is bad because microplastics are more friendly to like bacteria and organic matter. Mm. And they say it's anywhere from 10 to 1 million times more accommodating than common seawater for organic life or like bacterial. Oh, no. So you're saying like bacteria could be growing in the sand because it's much more accommodating to... (sighs) Yeah. I'm, I'm like envisioning like the next like sci-fi horror flick flick. oh it's gonna get worse here all right i'm bracing okay so they they looked at the excrement of fish and sea turtles and they found 95 percent of fish have at up to five pieces of microplastic in them Mm. 100 percent of the sea turtles had microplastic in them i wonder is that because the sea turtles are like stay closer by the shore so they're more susceptible to ingesting plastic than maybe fish that have a larger range maybe or i think there's only so many sea turtles right whereas fish are a lot more abundant and i don't want to make it sound like there's a bunch of fish swimming around in the sea but oh hmm. maybe it's their diet it could it, it, maybe mm, that's very possible uh, they say that 8 million tons of plastic garbage open the, uh, enter the ocean every year. 86% are in the seas of Asia, which oh. is where we're That's situated. A, what 86% of the whole world's plastic. Yeah, okay. But we should also look at the world's population. Like, what is it? More than half the world's population lives in Asia? Pretty much. Uh, I'm going to look that up. <laughs> I think that's that's probably not true. Percentage of worlds. Go ahead and keep telling us about plastic while I look this up. <laughs> well, it's just it's just kind of terrifying uh, to really hear about this because, like I said, it's about 
inorganic pollutants. Andrew, you got you're making a face here. Uh, oh my goodness, it's like more like sixty percent of the world's population lives in Asia. So, but a lot of manufacturing happens here as well. That's right. Okay. Hmm. You know, it's funny on Facebook. Well, it's not funny on Facebook. Uh, a post that I made last year on this day popped up today, and it said that I was walking around a certain large. A store, I won't tell you which one, saying no more plastic, no more plastic, no more plastic. <laughs> and I remember that like it was yesterday because literally since that day started, like when I was looking at everything, trying yeah. to buy stuff that wasn't plastic, that's all I think about when I buy new things. Yeah. Like I want things coming into my house that are not made of plastic. All the packaging, man, when you when you go out to eat, buy a sandwich, you got to, it's just like you think about, think about all the plastic in a convenience store when you walk in there and think mm. about where it's going to end up. Yeah, and also, you know, because food delivery is so popular, everybody is ordering by food delivery rather than going to the restaurants. Yeah. That all comes with so much waste. Most of it, or a lot of it, definitely is yeah. plastic. I try and clean and recycle as much as I can just to mitigate some of the guilt that comes with consuming <laughs> that. But at the same time, when you see stuff, oh, I went when I went to the beach, I think I saw... No, do you know where I went? I went to... Turtle Island also, Guizandao. Oh, wow. And that's out there, right? Mm -hmm. I saw a mask on the floor mm. of Turtle Island, like, like a, on the ground. On the ground, yeah, a mask. Like a face, you face went mask. on Turtle Island? Yeah, I went on there. <laughs> wow. And uh, that was uh, that was kind of disheartening. Talk about mm -hmm. turtles ingesting plastics. Right. Turtle Island is also mask. ingesting plastics <laughs> and masks. There you go. There's your connection. <laughs> So at any rate, I think what we're saying is is maybe we should all try to use uh, less plastic. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely you know, saying it. I'm down with that. All right, let's go on to the CECC. Of course, this is uh, Taiwan Central Epidemic Command Center. Yes. Am I saying it right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, this is the one that's in charge of dealing with coronavirus here in Taiwan. They apparently called the Popo over something, a, a fake news story. Tell right. us about that, Kat. So the news that I'm looking at did not talk about which outlet it was. Probably, oh. probably better that way. Yes. But so an unnamed uh, media source in mm -hmm. Taiwan wrote a fake news story. About yeah, and that was circulating on social media a lot about one man coming back to Taiwan and then running off in the airport, didn't go to quarantine straight away. And people freaked out. And naturally, as I think a lot of people w would and have mm -hmm. been in Taiwan over supposed, I guess, quarantine absconders. Is that what we call them? What do we call them? Runaways? Run runaways? Run <laughs> quarantine deserters? I'm seeing another like TV series here. <laughs> we have cops chasing like quarantine <laughs> deserters. You do have to pay a million dollars. Oh, really? Yeah. If you do escape or, or mm -hmm. I guess... Um, and they catch you on the street. Four, mm. I think more than four people already paid because of that. So yeah. a, million, a million Taiwan dollars is... what? How much is that US? 30,000 US. Roughly. Dollars. Okay, that that seems fair. That's a hefty fine, though. As far when it comes to, like Taiwan and, mm -hmm. but but PP. thinking about how it could have hurt the economy or how it could like change right. life for yeah. people in Taiwan, like it's a huge problem. Probably could have been steeper. Mm, possibly, yeah. So this media outfit wrote a fake story about this guy who didn't go into quarantine, and right. then they called the police. Yeah, the CCC called the police, and and they just wanted to file a police report and say all of this is fake news. And yeah, that 
I think the report talked about how this man went into the airport's restaurants and shopped around and um, the command center wanted to make sure that unnecessary um, panic wasn't wasn't spreading any further. So this kind of falls underneath um, more like fake news laws than it does about like quarantine laws, right? Right. Well, he there is this person. There mm. is one specific person they were talking about, but the CCC tracked him and he didn't He didn't run away. He wasn't oh, a runaway. Yeah. So it's a combination of both the laws. Mm-hmm. And so I guess in order to really track him down and like kind of get the video, the surveillance video footage and to really find the guy and, mm-hmm. and trace his... Um, his whereabouts then you'd have to get the police involved right right oh right that makes sense and he did have symptoms oh when did this story come out is this over the weekend um they filed the police report on sunday and he got back on friday Mm -hmm. right oh okay well the good thing is is that he wasn't um out and about Nope. Traipsing around, as they say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, think this, I think the CECC made the right call here. You're right. Oh, um, just... yeah. And it, additionally, he is the latest confirmed case that came back from Hong Kong. Whoa. Okay, yeah. so he, he, this He's... is important. Oh, okay. So I'm wondering uh, why the the this news outfit thought that they could get away with it or if they had some sort of source um, that they thought was reliable that was saying that he had been, I don't know, traipsing about yeah it sounds like it was just bad information because mm. you can't publish stuff like that and mm. not expect mm-hmm. ramification right well especially since i think fake news is as a problem regardless like you can get fined for fake news but if it's fake news connected connected to coronavirus <laughs> um then i think it's much higher corona connected mm-hmm. to coronavirus it's very serious <laughs> it yeah. is yeah. They, the ccc spokes- spokesman was very he was very mad about it he like had tracked this person down to the second he was like it only took him 40 seconds like we only stopped him for 40 seconds to hand something over to the officials and then he went into quarantine wow yeah so that's how mad they are about this yeah well good i'm glad to know that they're on it and i think that actually that will boost public confidence Mm -hmm. in the authorities handling of coronavirus too All right, we're going to finish off today with the story of the youngest ever winner of the Presidential Education Award. Leslie, tell us all about this. I got a real tearjerker for you guys. Mm. Nine years old, this girl won the Presidential Education Award, and that comes with a scholarship worth a quarter of a, uh, a quarter of a million. Mm-hmm. Taiwan dollars. Uh, yeah. Which is nearly 10,000 US. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, this girl won an award that's usually given to like university students or doctorate students. She's nine years old. And the reason why she did it is because um, she became blind when she was four years old. And this is because of a tumor in her brain. And she had two craniotomies, which is like they go into the skull to try and remove the tumor, more than 40 chemotherapy treatments. And um, she still kept up with her schoolwork. And she, yeah, she, she, uh, insisted on finishing her homework and, uh, you know, she's doing just fine in school. So the government was just like, no, yeah, this is a real success story. Um, she So the range for the presidential uh, awards went from nine years old to 45 year olds. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And she's the youngest ever to get this presidential award. And this is um, for people who have excelled in um, their studies. Academically. 
Okay, and with the hopes that they will go on and continue their education with the money that they get from the scholarship. Yeah, so it's so it is a scholarship. It's not like straight up a cash prize. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely uh, geared towards encouraging higher education. Wow. Or doing well more deserved. Work. Yeah. Absolutely. And you should tell us what her name is too. I always like when we uh, talk about people doing special things to give their names. Her name is Wang Tai Han of Sanyu Elementary School in Taipei. All righty. <laughs> Sanyu Elementary School, Wang Tai Han. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for telling us about that story. Sounds like an amazing student. Um, very inspirational. Um, and we want to thank you for listening to today's Here in Taiwan. I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Leslie Liao. And I'm Catherine Wei. Stay tuned. There's more coming your way on RTI. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao, and as always, thank you for joining me. This week, we're going to take a look at online review culture. Now, the interesting thing about how the internet has changed the way we consume things is that online reviews are readily available online. A lot of restaurants and establishments in Taiwan offer you maybe like a free drink in order to get good reviews. But earlier this week, one restaurant in central Taiwan's Taichung City got a lot of attention because of their unusual approach in their response to negative reviews. Whereas some businesses might try to rectify issues reviewers left on their webpage, this one went in a different direction. Don't go away because you're definitely not going to want to miss this funny edition of Hashtag Taiwan. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, I want to talk to you about customer service. Now, customer service can make or break a business, especially now when online reviews play a pivotal role in driving business. It's common for businesses to bend over backwards to make sure they get positive online exposure. That is, unless you're Atai Mi Gaotian in central Taiwan's Taichung City. Atai is a food stand that's famous for their sticky rice with pork floss and minced pork, which is called Mi Gao. Earlier this week, people went through the Google reviews for Atai and noticed something rather unusual. Google reviews allows business owners to respond to the public's reviews. I famously once said, There's nothing in life that can't be solved with a bit of sarcasm. Whoever runs Atai Mi Gao Dian's social media must have read my non-existent autobiography because their response to customer complaints are snarky. For example, one customer said, The pork here is too fatty, too greasy. Atai responded with, I'll tell our pigs to start losing weight. Thank you for your valuable input. <laughs> pigs losing weight. Chinese lesson time, you guys. In Chinese, the term chiku means to eat something bitter. It's also a term used to describe hardship in life. In Taiwanese culture, people believe that a hard life toughens people up. So when a customer left a review saying the herbal soup here is more bitter than a bitter melon, Atai said, eating bitter foods helps you become a better person. Another one. This reviewer said, the minced pork has too much fat in it. There's only one small piece of meat. Atai says, our minced pork is fatty. We'll admit that. Our recipe, however, only calls for one piece of meat. One, as in the number of stars you've given us. Wu Baochun is a popular Taiwanese bakery chain. Atai brought them in on this culinary discussion. This review says, too greasy and too salty. I feel like they just add soy sauce to rice. Atai says, 
At the end of the day, Wubao Chun just adds heat to dough. I mean, he's got you there. Sandwiches are just meat and bread, cake is just icing on pastry, and coffee is just beans and water. There's so many good comebacks and quips that I want to share them all, so let's do a lightning round. Review! It's nothing special. I asked the restaurant for no cilantro. They still put cilantro in my order. Atai, we haven't ordered any cilantro this year. That was celery. It's okay if you don't cook much, but read more books. Review, the minced pork and sticky rice is okay, but the environment isn't too nice. Makes me not want to come back. Atai, you can order takeout and bring it back to your palace, your majesty. Review, the restaurant is dirty. Atai, hey, it was windy that day. A lot of garbage flew in from other places. Review. The food is nothing complicated. Why are the lines so long? What a pain. Atai. When you leave our restaurant, take a left. Walk for about three minutes and you'll see a convenience store on your left. They don't have any lines. But honestly, man, have some more resilience. The level of snark here is impressive, even for me. But I do foresee one problem. People might deliberately leave Atai Mi Gaotian bad reviews just so they can get a response from the genius behind their social media. Hey, I just realized I run the Taiwan Insider social media page. Do you guys want to leave me harsh criticism? And that was this week's episode of Hashtag Taiwan. And like I mentioned in that episode, I do run Taiwan Insider's Facebook page. I also run the Radio Taiwan International Facebook page. So go ahead and hop over to those web pages if you want to leave me a message to leave me some criticism or leave me some praise or just to say hi. Either way, I'll be glad to hear from you. Anyway, guys, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, and stay healthy. I'll see you around. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. We're going to be getting to your letters, the letters that we read every week, that we get from you every week. We always look forward to that because we want to know what programs you listen to and what you think about them. But before we get to those, though, we're going to update our own personal status for a little bit here. I believe, John, you went somewhere outdoors. You did something outdoors. Yeah. Um, so the district where I live has put, I imagine, a ton of money into a series of summer outdoor concerts. That's nice. And I just went over. The first of them was uh, last Saturday. And um, I went over just to see what it was all about because they had ads everywhere. Yeah. And it was in a park. And I think there must have been at least 2,000 people that showed up. Wow. The stands were... And I've been to the park before, like just or during ordinary times. This is the first time I've actually seen anyone performing there. There's like a stage. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could get up and do a tap dance number or something, but there's no one to stop you. But I've just never seen anyone up there doing anything before. Yeah. And um, apparently, there were some big names. Um, 
I did not know any of them. I'm, I was told that I'm too old to know who they are. <laughs> you mean the singers, right? Yeah, there oh, are okay. a few acts that are apparently very popular with teenagers these days. So I think they shelled out a lot of money to get these uh, oh, performers there. I see. And there's more of them through mm. August, uh, just every other week or so. All right. Um, maybe we should let our listeners know that, you know, the pandemic is pretty much contained here in Taiwan. So it's okay to have these outdoor events and, you know, pack yeah. with 2,000 people. So and there were lots of people no who don't even, didn't even have masks masks on. Right. I, d- I did. You but, did? Um, yeah, because you guys are in such close proximity from each other. I mean, I, so I posted a picture. My mom was like, I miss normal life. <laughs> it's uh, one of the perks of being here right now is that we can do this sort of thing. Yeah. I know. Um, I know a lot of things earlier in the year were canceled because they weren't quite sure. But now I think Mm -hmm. everyone is a bit more confident. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, there's going to be more and more of those events. And besides, um, uh, school had been going, I mean, you know, school was still open during mm -hmm. this time. So we've been doing a pretty good job with that, um, letting the kids still go to school. Um, But uh, it was actually um, kind of, was it delayed for two weeks? Yeah. I think the, the school's, for the spring semester, like started two weeks later than yeah. normally than what was scheduled. Again, they and weren't quite sure at first. Right. There were right. local cases. They wanted to keep it under control. But it seems right. like that period has passed. We've done pretty good. Yeah. Um, there's no local cases. Well, it hasn't been for months now. Mm. So, And um, I know that my son, you know, he's the youngest and who just graduated from college today, uh, this year. He, um, it's going to today? Congratulations. No, I mean this year, this year. <laughs> yeah, so because... They delayed opening classes for two weeks, so then the summer vacation didn't start till like two weeks later. Oh. But now they're really in summer vacation now, so okay. um, obviously there's going to be a lot of events for young people. I mean, yeah, or or you know, just events. Period. There were a lot of little kids too. I mean, there's a grassy area where you could watch from away from the very packed stands, and so I went up there and watched. They had like screens that they were showing it on too, so you could you wouldn't have to like necessarily sit in the mosh pit the, there. Yeah, <laughs> in, in the front. Right. Um, oh wow, and. I I also, the reason I was going there in the first place was actually, well, I wanted to check it out, but because uh, there's a pet store across from there that sells, um, they, there must be some impossibly rich people that live near me because they have like giant tortoises in there. Like they have a tortoise terrarium. You mean live? Oh yeah. And they're like walking mm-hmm. around and I like to go watch them. And then all the exotic fish, they have like a tropical aquarium specialist. Uh-huh. And all sorts of... What do they do if you keep a tortoise? I mean, do they walk them in the park I, or something? I've seen people do it. Really? But those are like ordinary turtles, though. Like, these are giant tortoises. I'm not sure... They must be I, legal. Um, oh, they, they seem pretty be. happy. Uh-huh. It's a major chain pet shop, though. It's not just an individual one okay. doing it. It's Yu Zhong Yu. Oh, we have one in Xindian, yeah. where I live, too. Well, the one it's near me... huge one, yeah. The one near me is smaller, but the stuff they have there is like... Oh. I don't know who buys this, because they have also like... It looks almost like a shower cabinet you'd see in a five-star hotel, like a like a, a glass sort of display. And they have an entire, like, tropical habitat in there, complete with a waterfall over rocks. Waterfall. I don't know. Like, apparently the idea is that they can help. It's like a sample. They can help you install this in your house. I have no idea who near me. There must be some secretly really rich people because for some reason. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I like to go look at uh, all the stuff they have there. And it's right across the street from the park. So Right. Um, and actually talking about pets, I mean, um, you know, Taiwanese people, usually businesses, companies, they, they, they have this superstitious, you know, um, thinking that if they were to have a fish tank, um, it brings them good luck to the company. Maybe that's and it has to be nine, them. nine fish. Okay. Yeah. Because it, means, it continues forever. To... Right. 
it's the same. Yeah, it's the same homonym as the character for you know longevity or or forever. Different character,、yeah. same pronunciation.、Eternity. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's <laughs>、yeah. who's buying all this stuff. Because、yeah. I don't know about tortoises, though. I don't think that's part、oh. of the deal. Well, you know how turtles are supposedly、uh, they have long lives, symbols of longevity. Longevity, know, but, but like they're not. I mean, you you don't yeah you, you don't, don't normally adopt one. <laughs> I know. Wow. You decorate stuff with them. That's different. Yeah. Yeah.、Um, so anyway, they have their own area. They seem pretty happy in there, and they have like other stuff, like、um, different like frogs, tropical-looking frogs, frogs, and exact like people who like to Lizards, collect beetles. Maybe. Yeah, beetles. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, snakes. Not that one, but I have、uh. seen a different one that has them.、Uh. I know. Okay. So were people walking their pets at the this outdoor concert you went to? <laughs> Tons of dogs. Tons of yeah, dogs. I'm sure. It was finally、fun. to get to get out there and run around. Yeah.、Know? Yeah. And、uh, so I guess that's an advantage of having a pet store by the park. If you need dog supplies, they're right there. Right. Just you know, convenience. You know, just on the way. So, that kind of thing. Yeah. We I hang out there for a while.、Um, so what else is in store in terms of this outdoor event thing that's going to go on for a couple months? So the one that they had another one. I think. I think.、Yeah. I think this past weekend they had another one, but it was at a different location, and、mm-hmm. it was more like, like for it said like. Old classics, and then、ah. then I think now you wouldn't have... know any of those for well, sure. Well, I didn't know any of the ones that they had the pop <laughs> stuff either. I don't really pay very much attention.、Um, okay. And、um, in August, they're having a few like I think one's more like chilled out. I think there's like a jazz one.、Mm-hmm. So this was the exciting for young people version, and、yeah. I guess I'll go check the other ones out. I forget when、oh, they jazz are. Jazz would be nice. Yeah, it's during August.、Summer. Yeah. Um, oh, under、wow. the stars, <laughs> right? Oh, that would be nice. Oh, so these concerts—they're in the evenings. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. It's cooler that way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, during the day we've、It's、been having、hot. really like in extreme heat, and we get thunderstorms. So oh yeah, right.、Um, so fortunately, there was good weather. So it's like totally outdoor. There's no roof over no. your or your the top.、Oh, okay.、Um, the stage is kind of has like a shell behind it. It's sort of amphitheater shaped. Yeah. Okay. And it's sort of.、Um, Yeah, they're like rows and rows of people, and yeah,、uh, it was packed. I, there really has to had to have been an, at least two thousand people there, I would say. And so, just in front of the stage is a grass patch. No, no, no! It's、oh, like descending were... benches. Oh, so they're benches. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Oh, it's、okay. like an amphitheater. But then, oh, all right, all、uh, right. Uh, past that, there's a, a like I said, a grassy sort of hill,、mm. and you're too far away to see much. But they had screens, so people sitting back there could. And of course, ampl- it's amplified, so you can hear it from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice. Think, I don't know if I've been to、uh, an outdoor concert here in Taiwan since I've been back thirty years. I think maybe once. It was like at a baseball diamond baseball field.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and I forgot who it was. Oh gosh, and but then the other one is like Boston. It was like a real, you know, Boston is really good for outdoor、yeah. concerts. Well,、yeah. not during the winter,、really、I、nice、imagine, but concerts. I mean, during the summertime. <laughs> oh yeah, in the summer. Yeah. Oh gosh, that just reminded me. So that was nice. But, but anyway, you haven't been like downtown during New Year's. Ah,、uh, uh, they have outdoor concerts and an outdoor concert by one hundred and one every year. I've been there once or twice. No, except for you know the final countdown fireworks. Well, that's before. Show like, before that. That's when before. They have the, oh no, that's an outdoor concert. Yeah, I've all. I've only. Yeah, I never. I've only watched that on TV. Yeah, probably the smart. Outdoor concert. <laughs> It's very packed. I know, super <laughs> packed. Yeah. Well. So anyway. Well, I'm always、right. still check out the others and again go say hi to the tortoises. 
<laughs> that sounds good. All right. Well, I'd say it's time that we go to the letters, and we always love to hear from you, like we said. And、um, do write us again and again, and let us know just you know how the listening condition is. You know what you've listened to. Let us know the details and your thoughts and feelings about it. So our address is PO Box one two three dash one nine nine Taipei Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti dot org dot tw. And remember to check out our Facebook and YouTube channels, Facebook page and YouTube channel. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and be sure to leave us a comment when. You do yes. Okay, this letter here I've got is from Henry Umadai of the Philippines, and、uh, let's see. It says here, dear friends at RTI, happy day, everyone. I'm listening to your broadcast right now on the 12th day of July in English, at zero three zero zero to zero four zero zero UTC in the frequency one five three two zero kilohertz, using my Grandig YB four hundred radio from. Uh, Bacolod City, Philippines. The simple rating was、uh, oh, maybe it's a different rating. He is four four four, and it says that、uh, I heard the program at three zero zero UTC. The ten minute news report read by Paula Chow. Luckily, the signal is better now due to improvement in my outdoor antenna. I'm visiting your website at least three times a week to listen to your programs, which I missed previously. It is very convenient, and at just a click, you can listen right away, and no signal problem, loud and clear. Please verify with your QSL card, no problem. Thank you. Please find attached the audio file for your reference. Well, oh, thank you for doing that, but that wouldn't be necessary. Anyway, it says here, keep safe, everyone. Mabuhay,、um, RTI, and so that's Henry Mumadai of the Philippines. All right,、uh, we go over now to Sweden. We've got a letter here from Stefan Stefan Krona, who introduces himself a bit.、Uh, he says, "My name is Stefan Krona, and I'm 69 years old with a wife and five children. A family picture is enclosed, and this is really nice. It looks like it's Christmas time here.、Mm. There's a tree in the background. Some festive sweaters are going on. <laughs>、um, it says we have a tradition to make a new picture every Christmas." I've been working with electronics, air purification, inventions, and innovations in many countries. And might have to start working again now to help around the Corona situation. Yeah, let、mm. us know、yeah. if you have anything we can do.、Um, my private interest, besides technology, is history and genealogy. This is a report about our let's see here our July sixth、uh, our July sixth broadcast on nine four zero five kilohertz heard from Gothenburg, Sweden,、um, and the reception was very good. Fours,、mm. all fours. Okay. Um, under the programs, there was here in Taiwan, where, which discussed a library and a water fountain. That was probably the water fountain where you scream. To make, oh, I think right. That was us. Yeah, you know, just how high you can scream. It makes the water make pressure water go up. Pressure go up. Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be a stress relieving water fountain. <laughs> That's right. I'm sure the people who live nearby don't feel stress free though. Well, I think it's out in the countryside, so I、okay. think it's okay. Nobody living around there. Okay, and also、uh, the entrance exam for university that was followed by Jukebox Republic. So this would have been a Monday then,、mm-hmm. um, and it seems that your theme that day was looking forward to anticipation because all the songs have titles that have to do with that.、Uh, there's Tsidai, which means Yeah, looking, looking forward. forward I'm looking forward was the next one. <laughs> Forever expectation. That was the third. Now I need you to explain the fourth one because this is weird. <laughs> that means like true freedom is, but the artist's name Urban Mao. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.、Chuk、it is. Cat. Yeah, they. That's the name they gave themselves. 
I've not heard of this band before, actually. Are there but... two cats in, that are members? <laughs> How did they get that name? Maybe they're just cat lovers, probably. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they sample cats. Right. Um, and it says, please inform me more about COVID-19 in Taiwan. Well, as you've just heard, well, fingers crossed, but uh, everything is under control. And mm-hmm. I think we're all doing well, living yeah. our normal lives. Yeah. And it says, I would very much appreciate it if you can verify that I have heard your radio station. I think we've pretty much verified it. So consider yourself verified. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks once again. That comes to us from Staffan Krona of Sweden. Oh, wow. You know, it's not often that we hear from our listeners in Sweden. Europe in general. I mean, we're not broadcasting there. We're not broadcasting there, there. So, yeah. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you're listening from Europe, be sure to write us in oh, as soon yes. as you can get your hands on a computer. Yeah, right. Okay, and um, this letter here is from S.S. Bhattacharya of India, West Bengal, India. Um, he listened in on July 12th, it was, from 1600 to 1404。But I guess, you know, even though our, our normal frequency is 9404, but I guess just with a slight difference, you can still catch our, yeah, yeah, our, 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 our
Listen. Are you listening? <laughs> This is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.